BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. Well, this is the news that you knew was coming, or perhaps strongly suspected was coming. Housing prices have started to decline. Realtor.com compared listings on their site across 200 metro areas to look at which markets have seen the biggest price reductions in June. And they revealed the top 10 cities that have seen the greatest number of reductions. But keep in mind that they say they're only picking one location in each state, so there could have been even more in the top 10 from certain states, but they didn't want to pick and choose particular states. What did they find? The bottom of the top 10 was Medford, Oregon at a 23.2% of listed homes being reduced in asking price. Now, that doesn't mean they were reduced by 23%. That just means of all the homes available, 23% of them saw their prices reduced over the month. Evansville, Indiana was number nine at 24%. Colorado Springs was 25%. And Sacramento was 25% at numbers eight and seven. Ogden, Utah, and Boise, Idaho tied at 27.4%. That's fifth and sixth place. Anchorage, Alaska at 28%, and Phoenix, Arizona at 29%. That was number three and four. And what you'll start to notice in some of these places is these were also places that had big bust and boom cycles in the 2008 recession, right? Number two on the list, Austin, Texas, with a whopping 32.4% of its listed properties showing reduction in list price. Median property price in Austin, $620,000. Keep it weird, y'all. And the city in America that has the highest percentage of price reductions in listed homes last month, Reno, Nevada, 32.6%. Median price, $677,000. So what does this mean? Well, obviously with the Fed raising the key interest rate yesterday, another three quarters of a percent, and the news today that we officially entered the second quarter of negative GDP growth, which most people are calling a recession, but not everybody's calling it that. There's obviously a generalized impact of people being unable to qualify for higher mortgages, that reducing demand, that reducing prices. This is how economics works, right? So is this a minor dip? Is this an indicator of a more significant dip coming? Well, as always, time will tell. I'm certainly not going to tell you what I believe because I don't know what's going to happen. But I will say this, if you just look at the data compiled by Realtor.com, it can sound pretty dire, but I'm, as a kind of a math guy, keep in mind that like Reno, the city that had the biggest percentage of price cuts in listed properties at 32%, that means that 67, 68% of properties didn't have price cuts last month. Now, I don't know whether some of them might have even gone up. It's possible, but it's still only a third of the properties going down. We're not seeing some cratering out of the market or anything like that. It's just that compared with the irrational exuberance we were seeing in the past, I don't know, year or two, seeing any kind of a dip is a sobering note. But a couple of experts that Newsweek talked to did indicate they think that there's going to be home price declines, home price deflation nationwide. That would be expected with at least one saying he thought that we were ripe for something like the perfect storm that happened in 2008. But it's a good reminder of just basic solid wisdom, which says that when fear and or greed are driving a market up, there is certainly the possibility that fear and or greed and rising interest rates can drive that same housing market down. And now from the don't look so surprised when they sneak up on you file. 
Ford Motor Company is pushing another one of its electric vehicles into police service after the recent Explorer SUV. Today, the company launched the 2023 Ford F-150 Lightning Pro Special Service Vehicle, SSV. You gotta say it like that, SSV, with law enforcement-specific features. The F-150 Lightning will just be the latest Ford EV to join a police fleet. New York City picked up 184 Ford Mustang Mach-E's Mustang. Can can we all agree that the Ford Mustang electric vehicle is horrendously ugly? It doesn't look like a Mustang. It shouldn't be called a Mustang. You can't put the Mustang logo on a Pinto and say it's a Mustang, okay? Back to the point. It does perform really well. Despite the ugliness, it is recently passed by the state of Michigan, whose state police testing is one of the most rigorous for the standards in the industry for speed, braking, and pursuit. So, yeah, it's good. Fine. Whatever. I just don't want to look at it. New York City has also uh, entered a contract for 250 Tesla Model 3s, but those aren't pursuit rated. And outside of Ford, there's other vehicles soon to join the nationwide offering of EVs. Chevy Blazer SS EV is going to be sold as a pursuit rated patrol model. They've been doing testing on this recently and working with police agencies to try to get it up to the standards that they expect. Now, if you're a law enforcement agency considering the Ford F-150 Lightning, the Pro SSV is going to include police-grade heavy-duty cloth seats, reduced bolsters to help holstered officers enter and exit the vehicle, steel intrusion plates in the front seat backs, LED warning beacons, an upfit-friendly instrument panel and vinyl rear seats and vinyl flooring. Plus, it has some unique features like, since it's an EV, it has really bright lights if you need to light up a crime scene or a traffic situation, for example. And yes, it's a monster. 452 or 580 horsepower with 775 pound-feet of torque and a tow rating of 10,000 pounds, at least with the bigger battery. Range is 230 miles for the standard, 320 for the extended. But Ford says updated mileage rates are going to be coming out soon for the next year's model. But yeah, police EVs kind of make sense because they can sneak up on anybody. Which is both the blessing and the curse, I suppose. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Finally, the return of a beloved cult cartoon, Rick and Morty. That's right. Season six is coming. One of the most adult of the Adult Swim offerings. Rick and Morty is going to be back on Sunday, September 4th. You can catch more of the time-hopping, dimension-traveling duo that are, according to the promo, worse for wear and down on their luck. As the official synopsis for season six suggests, doom could be on the horizon. Our heroes were last seen, well... Our characters, let's say, were last seen in the show's two-part finale where Evil Morty broke the central finite curve, a wall that was blocking all the multiverses wherever Rick wasn't the smartest man on Earth. And then Morty was seen stepping through a portal, suggesting that he was maybe heading to a universe that was outside of Rick's control, opening up the show to, well, you guessed it, any possibility. Again, from the release, will they manage to bounce back for more adventures, or will they get swept up in a notion of, uh, I'm not going to say that word, Who knows? Word I won't say. Family intrigue, a bunch of dinosaurs, more word I won't say. Another can't-miss season of your favorite show. And I think that pretty much tells you what you need to know. You either already love the show and are super excited, you've never heard of the show and are wondering, oh, is that for me? If what I said sounds like, then yes. Or you're thinking, you know, I've got other things to do on a Sunday night. And that's fine, too. There's lots of TV out there for everybody. 
That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to the digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. Hit the five-star review before you go. In this dimension, I only get five-star reviews. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.